0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18
1: plus. Talk Recorded live. January the 19th, 2017 from Coolidge, Arizona. We're in the book of Revelation with chapter 17 tonight. Last week, we read chapters 1, 2, and 3 of the book of Isaiah, Chapter 2 talks about the last days of Judah and Jerusalem, and the very fact that that's in there in chapter 2 tells us that the people as a nation uh, will survive whatever is prophesied
0: in those three chapters.
1: Now, I hope you got that. They will go into Babylonian captivity, but as a nation, they will survive. Revelation deals with the nation of Israel in those last days, prophetic of Isaiah 2. This is telling us about those last days of Judah and Jerusalem. If one gets a clear picture of that, it helps understand the whole book.
0: And the nation this time will not be restored as a covenant people with God. Change is
1: upsetting. And so in the book of Acts, we're finding how upset they are. They were upset with Jesus. Here God is upset with them because of how they treated his son. The previous seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven thunders, and the seven vials, are looking at the event beginning in chapter
0: 17 from a distance. Now they are being examined up close. How many of you know what a euphemism is? Euphemism. In the earlier chapters, before we get here,
1: these issues and this nation were mentioned only by euphemism. That is a, plight, a polite, tactful, and this is out of Webster's Dictionary, by the way, a polite, tactful, or less explicit term used to avoid the direct meaning of an unpleasant, painful, or frightening reality. That's what the you, the word euphemism means. Prior to this chapter, it had been dealt with through euphemisms. That's why it's in poetic, prophetic, symbolic language. And both... Uh... And Judea and Jerusalem. Well, Jerusalem is in Judea. So I'm, I'm not sure of your question, Tycho. Yeah. I, I I didn't know they were back in the day, they were related. They, they yeah, are, they were. The the one is the country or the nation, and the other is the city where the headquarters and the temple were. Does that does that yes. do I need to go any further on oh. that? If we're if it's not clear, why let me know. So remember that this point, now Israel is going to be identified by a character portrait.
0: Don't have that in your notes. But now it's going to be identified
1: by character portrait. So we have a big transition taking place. In, in chapter 17. I want to read four verses, and then we'll come back and discuss them. First of all, in verse 1, we, we're going to look for the purpose. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and spoke with me, saying, Come here. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot, who sits on many waters. What do you see as the purpose there as to where we're going? What's the purpose in verse 1? He's going to show John what? He's going to show him the great harlot. Okay, but the judgment of the great harlot. The judgment of the great harlot. Okay, yes. sorry. So Absolutely. Uh, you didn't know where I was going. So the, the purpose is the judgment.
0: And by the way, while we're here, I,
1: I was just going to read it. and I can't. I just get stopped. Um, but judgment here is a different word than we had in the previous chapter. There, the word uh, chrysis, translated judgment the same, is the process of making a distinction when that word is used. Here is crema. And it's the result of the
0: distinction
1: previously made. This is a word that in this case is unfavorable to those to whom it's addressing. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Beforehand, he was simply making a distinction between the nation and good and evil and its relationship to the covenant. But now... This judgment is the result of that distinction unfavorable to those who are concerned. Here we have the decision arrived at and the sentence pronounced. So there when you see the word judgment you have you know there's quite a few different words that are all translated judgment. So here in chapter 16 and chapter 17 we have two but in the English, you would think they were the same.
0: Uh, when he came
1: uh, upon many waters, is that just in Israel? Yeah. Oh, I'll be there in a minute. Okay. Yeah, we'll I'll, we'll we'll go over that. Um, but good good question. But we will get there. So in verse 1, um, we have the purpose. Verse 2, I'm, I'm just going to give you a scan of the verses, then we'll come back and discuss the details of them. Verse 2, we have a condition. I want you to determine the, the condition with me as I read this. You answer, First of all, in verse 1, we have the purpose. The purpose was what? the judgment, the judgment of the great harlot and where she sits on many waters. Verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth committed acts of immorality and those who dwell on the earth who were made drunk with the wine of her immorality. What's the condition of these people? What's one word? Drunk. Drunk. So the purpose is a judgment. The condition that he's dealing with are drunk people. That's uh, not all that's in these verses. But I'm giving Neil a four-point sermon is what I'm doing. <laughs> that's free, yeah. by the way. So with whom the kings of the earth, uh, we're going to discuss those factors. Uh, committed acts of immorality and those who dwell on the earth will were made drunk from the wine of her immorality. Verse three. Now we have the place. So where is he going to see this in verse three? And he carried me away in the spirit into where? A, wilderness. A what? Wilderness. wilderness. I I think I can't quite hear. Wilderness. 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 He, okay. So the place is the wilderness. That's where he's being transported into, is to a wilderness. And and look at what he saw. In this place, he saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names having seven heads and ten horns. Now that's quite a creature.
0: And of course he's talking about whom? Jerusalem he's defining Jerusalem, the harlot so in verse four, so we the purpose is what
1: in verse one judgment, judgment. the condition of those whom he's dealing with are what drunk, drunk. the place where he's going to see this vision is. The wilderness, meaning a place that's unstructured, out of order. Now in verse 4, we have the contrast. That's what I refer to as a four-point expository sermon. The purpose, the condition, the place, and fourthly, the contrast. What's the contrast? The woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a gold cup full of abominations and of the unclean things of her immorality. Now, the contrast that I'm after here is going to be hard for you because what I'm after is the contrast between this woman and the woman that's defined by Paul in the book of Timothy. The Christian woman versus this woman. That's the contrast that you wouldn't have picked out. <clears throat> There's quite a difference, and we're going to look, take a look at that as we go. So four things. Let me go over it one more time. In in verse 1, Judgment. we have the purpose. And that's what? In verse 1, what's the purpose? Judgment. 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 2, verse 2, we have the condition. Drunkenness. drunkenness. 3, the drunkenness. place wilderness. that he's going to see this. The wilderness. the wilderness. And then we're going to talk about how he gets there. And then, fourthly, uh, the contrast is between the Christian woman, the woman of the Lord's church, and the woman that he sees representing Jerusalem. Four is the contrast. Four the, uh, is the contrast. Representing the excess, the w- you know, wicked excess. Um, yeah. um uh, almost a, the way that she's described, it, it's almost like a, uh, almost the word I'm looking for. When you eat too much, you're a what? glutton. Glutton. Um, so with with those four things said... Which I could have been called if I'd have kept going after that pizza like I wanted to. <laughs> David, What's another word for or No. Uh, King, King James? Well, those are my words. Those, 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 thats not textual. Those, those are my words of defining what's going on in each of these verses. D- did I, uh, Kaipo? I'm very hard of hearing tonight. Uh, I, I uh, that's fine. Is that's that Is that all right? Yes. Yeah. So y- you, you may have to use a megaphone. Okay. All right. We all understand that. People are so kind. Well, oh, thank you very much for the peace out for everybody, whoever brought it. Well, Nolan no is the Nolan. initiator. <laughs> All right. So we have the purpose, the condition, the place, and the contrast. So that sets us up for this for this chapter. Sets us up for where we're going in part seven of this book. Let's go back to verse one. Now we have we have here. I will show you the judgment. Oh, by the way, can, can you give me verse one in the Greek? Uh, there's something that I I don't remember. I it is it is what I was thinking, but you know I didn't remember to check it in verse one. And there there came there came into as an adjective there. And, and the and the reason that it's an adjective and not not a preposition is see there's no accent mark or breathing mark above the ice. Yeah. Well, see that the, the word air. ice. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. See right here. Oh. See that's oh, not yeah. that's not. I wanted to point out that's not into. Mm. It's an adjective. See adjective in. It's not uh, if it were a. Preposition, it would have a breathing mark and an accent mark. That changes the meaning. You understand that? That's not important to where we're headed there. Um, So, uh, but out of is where I wanted to go. That this, out of the seven, so out of those seven angels,
0: out of that, out of that body,
1: I suspect, folks, collectively, out of their collective endeavor of pouring out the bowls, so it's nothing new. See? This is nothing new. It's coming out of those who have already poured out the bowls of wrath. But now, they're going to deal with it from a little different perspective. They're going to look at it as it identifies the character portrait of this woman, who we know has, has, has was Jerusalem,
0: is that clear? So
1: the the word harlot and the great harlot, the big harlot, and and the word harlot, I don't care how they define it. There, we'll look at it, but. The, the The harlot is one who advertises or dresses herself in such a way that's her advertisement in order to sell whatever she's selling That's the harlot, one who draws attention and that's what the word, that's what advertising means is to draw your attention. To, yeah, that's what isn't that what advertising does? Everything in your motorcycle magazine that's there in advertising, is there intended to draw attention to it in some way or another, either verbally, visually or whatever. That's what and so a harlot is one who is advertising herself to sell.
0: Clearly. <clears throat> What's
1: that? It's clearly seen. It's clearly seen. seen see. And of course he's going to define that here more more fully. But I'm trying to give you a little background as to why he has the dressing and everything in verse 3 and 4 that we'll deal with in a moment more specifically. So, And the waters. So the, the great harlot um, of the great city, which is Jerusalem, In the previous three chapters, chapter 14 and chapter 16, verse 19, we've already defined this. But now she's referred to as the great harlot who sits, not rules, but just sits on many waters. Do we have to guess who the waters or what the waters are? Look at verse 15.
0: Verse 15 of this chapter. See, here
1: we have it defined. Anybody want to argue with me before we read it? Then we'll read it and your argument will fail. (laughs) You know, people just usually get into an argument because they haven't read far enough, right? And he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are Asian... Africans and a few Americans.
0: <laughs> Here
1: a great All right. Uh, so the waters represent peoples, multitudes, and nations, and tongues, languages, cultures. Tongues refer to cultures as well. And the harlot sits. And and, they, and it, the harlot shouldn't have. That's right. It, it shouldn't have because it was those, they were supposed to belong to God. The relationship was supposed to be there. However, not only were they a, apart from God, they were influencing and holding influence over others with their godless actions with both of them knowing they were not supposed to act that way. You've got half of my lesson right there. <laughs> we may as well go home. <laughs> but that's... What? Or at least finish the pizza. Or at least finish the pizza. I mean, that's that's when you're really doing wrong. It's not when... It, it's never just you. It's... it's You're bringing somebody with you. That's A right. A lot of people with you. And I think that's when God is... He's going to drop the bomb. Yeah. I'm trying to understand why would would come from... Oh because Jerusalem is the object of the whole book. Jerusalem is evil. They're
0: trying to explain that she went from good to evil. She was a holy city. She isn't anymore. She turned to bad.
1: Precisely said. And she was um, she had four she, she had violated the covenant expressed it back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, which we've already been through. But the the covenant was very well laid out between God and his nation Israel. And, uh, and when that covenant is violated, then the Babylonian Empire, which we read about last week, came in and sacked Jerusalem. And they were in bondage for many years as a punishment for having violated the covenant. That's what we read about in Isaiah 1, 2, and 3. Now We have the same people who have violated the covenant of God, but this time he's through with them. This time he has no more hope for them. There's no more use. They're going to be destroyed. And they are. That's what this book of Revelation is about, is the destruction of the old Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple, and of Judaism. That's why the church now is referred to as the people of God or of the new Israel It has changed its definition. All right. And that's in Romans. That's dealt with in Romans, and we don't have time to go there tonight. So the harlot is one who advertises to self. The waters, obviously, are well-defined here. And I have a note under um, uh, verse 1 in your notes tonight that I'm going to pay attention to um, so that you can see that it's there. Israel had been scattered over all the nations of the earth.
0: And in that scattering
1: of all the various nations, they had a chance to witness for God and to witness for the Messiah. But she failed to do so. In fact, she turned all those people where she sat against Christ and his church. That's why this judgment becomes so critical. It doesn't say she's ruling these people, but she's just sitting there She has a location with those people. She had the opportunity to do the right thing, but she didn't do it. And she presented a wrong picture of God, wrong picture of the Messiah, and the wrong picture of Christ and his church.
0: Had made them all intoxicated with
1: false teaching. Now putting that aside for a moment, factually, think of the world today how intoxicated Coolidge is as far as an understanding of the Bible is concerned. We are just as intoxicated. That is, we've lost our brain. People don't think. And when you try to sober them up and get them to thinking, you know, they get mad and leave. Don't they? Unfortunately, that's true. Because if they're here, they at least have a chance to change their destiny. And this place should be packed.
0: Not because of me, but because of the truth.
1: I would have thought just to have come and see Neil would be enough for everybody, you know. But that hasn't cut it either. All right. So we have the kings of the earth uh the kings of the earth here um, in their dispersion committed acts of immorality and um, um in acts four twenty three i think let's go let's go there acts four twenty three And let's go through Let's see if we can find that phrase right in here now. You going to watch? Are you going to go with me? David, I'm, still, I'm trying to figure out if we're on verse 1 or verse 2. What's that? And I'm trying to figure out if we're on verse 1 or verse 2 still. We're starting verse 2. Starting verse two I, I'm starting in verse 2. We, we discussed the great harlot, who that is, and uh, what the word harlot means, and where she is. That means that she has scattered around um all over the nations of the earth and probably uh, referring in the particularly of Judea but now now let's go to verse 2 and look at the kings of the earth and who are they let's get a kind of get a background that this isn't the first time this has been talking about but let me state this it includes Herod and the other rulers of the Jews. Look at Acts chapter four twenty three. When they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, O oh Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the... And I don't want to deal with the grammar here, but... That's wrong. Uh, it's uh, you know it's, it's not right but let's keep going who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David your servant said why did the Gentiles rage and the people devise futile things the kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together where's the punchline the next statement they were gathered together against the lord and against his christ that's the punchline of these few verses he is identifying that he's talking about those who are rulers of the jews wherever they are including herod but they have taken they have taken their stand they have taken their stand they have joined forces against whom? The Lord and his Christ. And the Lord is referring to Jehovah and his Christ uh, is referring to the Messiah, the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. Well, that can't be right. They're they're, they're they're the same guy, aren't they? Oh, well, if that's the case, you're in the wrong church. Okay.
0: No, I'm going to do... Uh, God,
1: Jesus Christ, are one. One in what? In Spirit.
0: <laughs> well,
1: they're, they're one in purpose, but they're two separate beings. One is the son of the other, the father and the son. The son is, was created by the father. Okay. That's right there, dipole. And? And, against his Christ. Two separate beings. Jesus, uh, God never came to earth. Jesus, he sent his son, not him. But wasn't he alive before he came to uh, earth? Well, he, he was, that's right, he had an origin. He had an origin with the Father, but the Father had created him as his son, and then that son he sent. He didn't become flesh, but he came as one of us, and he wasn't half God and half something else. He wasn't a freak.
0: Now that word, Lord, is that translated properly? Well, let's see. I, I think it's
1: curios, but we'll see. And sometimes that's referred to Jesus. Yeah. But but it, but it's no, it's it's not. It's the word theos. You see, then it's mistranslated in the English. And so there, you see, they've mistranslated that as well. Right. Keupel, see, that's the problem. We have translation errors. That give us a, a perception that isn't always accurate, and Neil brought this up. That's very good. That um, having having raised up the God, I uh, raised up um, the God having raised up is how it would be. The God having raised up the Son. See, that's a whole different story than what we're getting in the text. But the point of our using that verse is that they had taken their stand against the God and the one whom he had sent to resolve the problem of humanity with God. And that's Jesus Christ. Well, the English translation is a Trinitarian the English? A translation where they want to use Lord, God. They want to use everything interchangeably, so that's they're all exactly the same. Yeah, they never, they never seem to miss an opportunity. And here's so one right, that uh, I... And there's one where, you know, Jesus wasn't... The word Jesus, the name Jesus, wasn't even in the sentence. I had the wrong cat. Oh, oh, okay. So we need to back off again uh, because uh, we had a little error here in which verses we were using. Yeah. And oh, it, uh, it is kurios. I, th- I thought that's it was. Right, well, that's right. And, uh, and, and against the Christ his um, don't know where the word that the rest of that is but i uh, i guess assume they're somewhere, but anyway, so we have two we have it, it's um it's an easy it's an easy breakdown here because they were gathered together against two whoms the the Lord and against the Christ. The Lord and the Christ. Two separate entities, two separate persons, never to be confused together. And the Christ belongs to the Lord. They might greek says against the Christ of Him. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's a, a better translation. And all you have to do to know that <laughs> is... Is know your Old Testament and know your New Testament. That's right. Because there's the story. Yep. Yeah. But Jesus always refer always deferred to his Father. And what was that, Jesus always deferred to his Father as his God, as, as the source of power, uh, the source of his message, and the source of everything there is. And that's why. There are many places where Christ always acknowledges his Father as his God. Right. Christ had a God, well, right? We have a char- chart we have that. a chart on that somewhere. On that. Yeah, and yeah. It's absolutely true. But unknown no. in in the world of Christendom. Unknown in Christendom today. So, folks, we're trying to shatter through all of the confusion and get down to the uh, basics here. So the the point that we're after here in verse 2 that the thing that made these uh, the kings of the earth they they were they were uh, against everything that God stood for they had taken their stand against God and they had taken their stand against his son Jesus Christ
0: Now that makes it serious business. So the inhabitants
1: of the earth in the context in which we're talking about it are the Jewish people. I have a note here that we probably, um, what they were doing in verse 2, committing acts of immorality, they were making covenants with wicked nations. That's, that's in my notes, that statement. Making covenants with wicked nations. And I, I, I want to go to Ezekiel and read 1621. But Ezekiel tells us that they they were allowing... Even to the point of allowing foreigners
0: to marry into the nation. What? That was forbidden?
1: That was forbidden. Covenant people were not allowed to marry non covenant people.
0: They're still not.
1: And there's still the way that it is. New Testament Christians are not allowed to marry non Christian people by the New Testament. The New Covenant. Now if they do. You know you can't control that, but so those people have to deal with the covenant on that issue. Let's go to. Do you have Ezekiel? Uh, let's let's look at. Um, let's look at um,
0: sixteen twenty
1: one. Look at how look at how evil they had become as a result of having. And by the way, there's so much context here in in background, but. When once you start breaking a covenant that you've given your allegiance to, there is no end to where you might go. Notice what they were doing. Moreover, you took your sons and your daughters whom you have born, born to me and sacrificed them to idols to be devoured. Were your harlotries so small a matter? why you slaughtered my children and offered them up to idols by causing them to pass through the fire. Besides all of your abomination, he's not talking about, he's not talking, oh, no, 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 no. He's not talking about sodomites. No. He's talking about
0: Jerusalem people. Yes. Can you imagine
1: it? Even the king of the Jews. He, he, that's right. Who was the king in that time? Um, of the uh, no, yeah. of the Jews? Well, Manasseh had done this. Uh, um previous he was evictions. allowing all this to yeah. Well, God doesn't control what happens or doesn't happen. God God exercises a restraint in the use of The king was
0: allowing it. The king was allowing, king was allowing. King was allowing oh, it. Oh!
1: The king was allowing and participating in it. And promoting it. Yes, he was Ooh, by various times. Not at all the no. time. But that was—that's was, another issue altogether: is the king being there in the first place? But like there were ha- way ha- up harlot, there. The word harlotries and harlot is used here to give us some background.
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I can't answer your question right now. Um, I don't know the answer. I don't know who the king of Israel was. Anyway, I know I know it, but I just can't draw it up at this point in time. This is you see they're in they're in captivity, they're in Babylonian captivity when Ezekiel is writing. See, they've already been taken captive. Jerusalem has already been destroyed under the old covenant in 600 B.C., and now they're in captivity with under Daniel and uh, Ezekiel and Daniel, and. Um, I, I'm not sure who the ruler of the Jews were. I should, but I... I just, there is no king, but there is a high priest. There is a high priest, but I don't think... I think that he's right. I don't believe that they had a king while they were in captivity. I'm pretty sure they... Yeah, pretty they did sure. not have any king when they were in captivity. And I'm parroting Neil on that. I, I'm. They, they had a king there, but I think he died before... He died sometime during that. He couldn't have lived too long. Now, you can... That that the question you ask can be answered. I just don't know it offhand. And I don't want to guess. So the high priest is what we'd answer. There was a high priest. And that is that information is in the text. So but let's let's look at what he's saying here. God is saying about his people, moreover, you took your sons and daughters whom you have borne to me and sacrificed them to idols. God's people sacrificing their own children that when they're born they we dedicate them to the Lord and they were offering them to idols causing them to go through the fire of death besides all of your abominations and harlotries you did not remember the days of your new youth when you were naked and bare and squirming in your blood. He's painting a picture of these people. Now, Revelation isn't talking a whole lot different, is it? You see, this is talking about them when they were in captivity. Now we are talking about it in chapter 17 of the people that he's describing who are doing the same thing. burning their kids, making sacrifices out of them. Uh, let's go to chapter 16 and verse 17. Uh, Ezekiel 16. pretty much the same thing. Ezekiel chapter 16. And I, I want to look at verse 17 and 20. L- look at this just as uh, another... I can't believe I'm not going to get through these four verses tonight. <laughs> oh, I like Kipo. Huh? Get Yeah. Oh, we need <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you also took your beautiful jewels. And I, you know, there in this context, there's so much more folks you need to you need to read and study Ezekiel not from a Calvinist viewpoint but from just a historical background and prophetic of what we're talking about now. You took your beautiful jewels of my gold and my silver. notice that God uh, through Ezekiel, is talking to people about how, what he thinks about gold and silver his. You've taken your beautiful jewels, gold and of of my silver, which which I had given you. God has made that available. How much gold do you have in storage? How much do you have on your neck? (laughs) He's not saying that's wrong here, but he does talk about it, and we're not going to get it to tonight where he says that the Christian has to look at it from a little different perspective, but we'll deal with that next week. Which I had given you and made for yourself, and and you took that and you made for yourself male images that you might play the harlot with them. So here these people of Ezekiel, Ezekiel's telling them why they are in bondage. You're in, you're in bondage here in Babylon because of what you've done and what you've done with what I have provided you. You have turned it around and done the most evil thing possible with it.
0: Let out a frost anybody. And we have to close
1: you'll get a new sheet next week but it'll be the same material all we'll do is change the lesson number and the part number let's pray it is always joyful to be in the word together it is so warming to our spirits as well as informing to our minds our commitment Lord is to do what we can to get in tune with what is said and to grasp an understanding of, of what is being said. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere.